everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Kyle and Brett with me today, and we would like to welcome back to the show one of our favorite guests, Brandon Hojo. Welcome back, Brandon. It's good to be back. Favorite guest? That's that's a high that's a high honor. Thank you. Well, you know you are our consigliere. You give us a <laughs> lot of uh, comments and helpful hints about how to make our podcast better, and every time that you come on, we have a lot of fun too. So. You definitely are one of our favorite, but we d- we have a lot of favorites too. A lot of favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for this episode, we are going to be continuing in our Elijah series where we're talking about standing strong. And uh, Pastor Ross in this past uh, week's sermon at church talked about the theme of hope and how hope can help us to stand strong in ty- times of crisis or times that are hard. And so we really wanted to spend a little bit of time on this episode kind of fleshing that out a little bit more and talking about the theme of hope. So for you guys, I'm going to call out Brandon first because he said he didn't want to go first, so I'm going to call him first. But oh, I blame <laughs> Kyle for that. <laughs> so thanks, Kyle, for calling out Brandon. But anyway, uh, wanted to throw out to you guys, what does hope mean to you? Or when you think about hope, what comes to mind? Brandon. Uh, for me, I think hope is, for me, it's this general positive connotation of being very hopeful. I know you're not supposed to use the word in the definition, but when you're hopeful for something, it reminds me of when I was in high school. It's like, I hope I get to go to college. Like my academics wasn't super great and I hope that I get to go. And then when I finally got into college, I hope I get into the program that I'm aiming for for these past two or three years. Mm. And there's always this, like, I hope, I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope that all my work that I've done shows for something for the future and so for me hope is always this positive connotation for something in the future of something to look forward to and i i i don't know if i have everything that can guarantee that but there's always just this desire for a certain outcome so kind of like an optimistic future perspective yeah there's just this desire of i hope i hope this is what happens it's just yeah that that's yeah i guess that's the best way to put it okay kyle how about you um Okay, might have a little bit of a tainted view of hope. <laughs> Growing, don't worry, I'm right there with you, All Kyle. Right, Brett, me and you, buddy. We're Let's bring the positivity <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> I think growing up, I would have a viewpoint of what people would say, uh, I would call pessimistic, but I called it realistic because mm. I felt like, Amen. there we go, Brett. <laughs> I felt like hope was too much in the future and not tangible, and I needed something more in the present. Um, not being like a very future oriented. So um, I didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't have any hope, but I felt like it was hard to, it was hard to relate to or hard to grasp. But I've, I have seen my perspective change where I've um, been able to see hope more in like near term things. Cause I used to think hope was only future, kind of like what mm. you were describing, like farther out. But I've seen like, you can have hope for it, even daily things or weekly, monthly. So for me, I think seeing that has helped. And now I've also seen, you know, as my faith has grown too, I think hope has, has also expanded into future things. But um, having that clarify, or not clarify, but kind of um, enlightened to me where there's you can have hope in short-term, near-term things was uh, impactful. To piggyback off of uh, Kyle and his... Actually, his his views <laughs> changed, so I can't say his pessimistic <laughs> view. Um, my view similarly had to change. I, I think for me, um, I think early on when you 
realize you have hope and it doesn't turn out that way, it taints how you view it and your mm-hmm. expectation. And so for me, I think um, a lot of times I, I would have seen hope as a positive thing that I would want or desire or um, wish, you know, that would, would happen or come true or, or whatever. But I think I kind of, ha- yeah, because of my negative experience, it it twisted to, well, good things should be happening. So now my hope for is just like that negative things don't. Mm-hmm. And so it was looked at kind of like the glass half empty mm-hmm. and the hope was focused on negatives and trying to avoid them and not have to deal with them rather than being able to look for something in the future that I would want or that would draw me. It was more like trying to escape or avoid or not have to deal with certain things. And um, I think over time and um, just with life, my, my perspective has changed too. And um, allowing myself to be okay to be hopeful, even if those things don't come true. Mm. I think before, cause, because it happened so early to me, it was like really difficult to want to hope for things because it was almost like a defense mechanism, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to put all my eggs in this basket because if it doesn't happen, then I, I'm screwed. I'm laughing just because I'm like, dude, I'm tracking with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, in, in a way it seemed like wise and strategic, but I think in the long run it also limited the amount of like, it limited the amount of joy or um, ways that I could pursue something because I was like, I'm not going to go there just in case it comes crashing or it doesn't meet my my hope and my expectation and my desire. Yeah. We're, we're the, we're the downers in the group, right? Yeah. Bro? So it, it brings to mind <laughs> Proverbs 13, 12, uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. And I think you, cause it, it really resonated when you said, um, about your dreams. Cause I, I'm, I was the same way. Like I didn't, I'm still not much of a dreamer, but I felt like having dreams and then if they didn't come th- through, then that would just, just, ruin me mm-hmm. right so then i would just be like okay i'm not gonna dream because then that's less negative stuff that it has to come through yeah i think for me generally i'm a positive person i feel <laughs> like i'm more optimistic but then so brandon i relate to you but at the same time i think there's a part of me that is kind of contrarian too so i think sometimes when other people are optimistic there's times where i feel like i have been the in Kyle's terms, realist. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's a much better term than pessimist, right? (laughs) So, so I think, yeah, I, I don't know. For some reason, there's that contrary inside of me Mm. too, that, so when things are, are not going well, I feel like I do try to be optimistic and have hope that things are going to get better. But then sometimes when things are going good, it's kind of like, Oh, what's going to come next? Mm, Is it going to be, am I going to get knocked down or something going to happen? So I don't don't know where that one comes from, but yeah, I think there is some sort of contrarian nature in me (laughs) that I get spread both, both, both ways. Um, So when it comes to this, theme of hope, I feel like really that's something that God wants us to have. You know, it's a, it's a term that's used consistently through the Bible where God is pointing us to something in the future that is, whether it's his kingdom coming or something positive that we, we can look forward to. Like for us in our situation now, we're looking forward to Jesus' return and him coming back. okay this is interesting (laughs) 
Well, you got to say what's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the doorbell rang, and it was my mom, and I and she came in the room, and I don't know why she's here, but she is. So, welcome, mom. <laughs> she's our live audience. She said she was just in the area and she wanted to see her son. So, <laughs> sweet thing. Okay, so I'm a little bit um, thrown off. I don't know where yeah. to go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I went to go get the door, so it's on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what is our transition for? You have some notes written down there. Okay, well, so one of the things that we thought about going through um, in this episode, like I said, I feel like God wants us to have hope. But on the, on the flip side, the enemy doesn't want us to have hope. So what does that mean? It's time for Behind Enemy Lines. Ooh. Yes. So one of the things that we were talking about in terms of God wanting us to have hope is the enemy doesn't want us to have hope, right? And so there are certain things that the enemy might do to help himself to get rid of our hope, right? And so some of the things that we were thinking about are things like he wants us to be in a state of fear or a state of doubt or even complacency. And those are some things that he can use to take us out of a state of hope and move us away from God. So what do you guys think that the enemy will use to downplay our hope? How much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> we got all day, especially since there was all that dead time for me getting thrown off. Um, well, just in my own experience and some of the things I alluded to, I think um, when we have hope, one way I, I know that uh, the enemy can use or utilize situations is like um, adversity and it really tests your resiliency, right? Because if you hope for something and you come to an obstacle, it could be very easy to give up. And then because of that, you don't reach or that hope doesn't, you don't feel like it's fulfilled. Mm. And then it just dampens your view of like, I, okay, I can't hope for something like that because it's too big or it's too hard. Mm. And then the next time you're already like scarred from the past thing. And so maybe your hope shrinks or maybe you have more doubt, you know, comes in or whatever. And then if you're not able to bounce back and do it again, it just continues to shrink and shrink and shrink until you're like, it's not good for me to hope for stuff because it never happens. Mm. And then now you're just stuck, right? In a ne- like, like I was in a negative mind space where you're like, I can't go there because it's just going to hurt me. Mm. And then that's where you're robbed of dreams. You're robbed of um, things you want to pursue or even things that maybe God would want you to experience, but because you're not willing to, to go there because of hurt, because of, the, the, the feelings you shared, now you're kind of restricted to just, well, I'm only going to manage here and there, and then I, I'm not able to hope for anything and be let down. And so I think um, just from my own personal experience, yeah, it's been a lot of shooting things down or making things difficult. And if you're not willing to push through, it's easy to tap out, right, and quit. And then now the enemy kind of has you where he wants Yeah, that kind of brings to mind, um, as you're talking about it, like it seems like the enemy wants to shape our perspective Mm. so that we are not looking towards hope, but we're looking towards, you know, just a repeat of past failure or past letdowns. Mm -hmm. And I feel like God wants to use that and kind of flip the script on us so that we can continue to have hope. And it really brings to mind a couple verses, right? One is God can use all things to, or uses all things for 
the good of those that love him, mm -hmm. right? And so he can use those situations for something, right? Mm -hmm. When we are let down, when we, kind of like you said, are we going to push through or are we going to let that continue on in us? And then that kind of leads us to this passage from James. This is James 1, uh, 2 to 5. It says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be uh, so that may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, mm. right? And so if we do choose in those situations to continue to persevere and push through, that will lead to us having endurance. Mm -hmm. And that will lead the perfect result of that endurance is that we're lacking in nothing, mm. right? And so there's something that God can use this situation that the enemy wants to use to, to rob us of our hope, but it can lead to an actual result that's actually good for us where we, we don't lack, mm -hmm. right? And and God can use that to build our character and God can use that. So in those times, God wants us to continue to have hope so that we can persevere over it and be resilient. I think Brandon's got something. For oh, yeah. Uh, I think... Kyle, you just like calling out Brandon today, I like huh? it. I love it. <laughs> we made the eye contact. Uh, <laughs> the enemy, I think, uses obviously all these different tactics at once. And I think when he comes to destroying or corrupting hope for me was he definitely tries to isolate you, tries to make you doubt and make you really think that you're really, really small. Like you can't do anything. You can't do this. And like in the steps in moving forward, I think he really wants you to make you think, no, you, you can't, you can't go that way. You can't move in this direction. You're too small. You can't even pick up these tools that you've used, things that you've done in the past. And I think that the enemy really wants to take you away from everyone else to think that you're the only one going through this and mm -hmm. you're the only one who's who can't do this. Everyone, everyone else is fine. Look at everyone else. You can't do this. I'm going to leave you by yourself. And I think that's the easiest thing that he can do to make you not want to reach out or make you not want to ask for advice from other people who have gone through similar things. Do and you, I think, you think it, that could be like shame and Yeah, that, absolutely. That like too? you're not good enough. You mm -hmm. you can't do these things and stay right where you are. Just don't move. I want to keep it right there. And I think that's something that's very easy for him to, to push that envelope of you. Yeah. You can't, you can't move. Yeah. What Brett, when you were sharing, um, I, I don't know if you use these words exactly, but you were kind of describing your, your hope shrinking. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just wrecked. Uh, sorry. Just whacked my own cable on my <laughs> earphones and kind of threw me off. Um, uh, we're just full of that today. Yeah. Just, it's, it's one, live. Of, the, it's one live. of those episodes. Um, it it reminded me of I think another or another um, tool of the enemy is busyness mm. because I oh, think yeah. when we start becoming busy physically and we're busy and our mental space is, is shrinking then that kind of clouds out or crowds out uh, hope and I think um, then when you know difficult things happen if we we come up uh, against crisis or something like that we our hope bubble is, is so small that it's just like, it's not even realistic or I can't mm -hmm. even really put my trust in it because it's so small. It seems so distant and so uh, intangible. But um, I, I just see that in more and more in our society. Like we we're becoming hyper-efficient with computers and smartphones and every kind of technical gadget, but it's not to make our life simpler. It's actually so we can take on more and become busier. And then, you know, we see, I see that in our kids, like there's so many things that they can do and crowd their, their mental space with, but then is that helping them just to, to kind of have that mindset of, 
I just don't have any space for hope or I don't have any room for it. Mm. Um, so I think it's just something that we have to, that the enemy knows that we have to be intentional to kind of keep that in, in the forefront and actually kind of build, build up hope. We have mm. to, it's not just going to happen on its own. We have to be intentional of uh, kind of checking in. What, what am I putting my hope in? Because if we're not, then it's just going to kind of, kind of shrivel up and just be a got a picture of a prune, mm. not, not, not a, not a pretty picture. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think speaking on that too, one way that the enemy uh, attacks us is in, in this, and I think it's uh, coupled with fear, but it, he kind of attacks our motivation and then we become like lazy or complacent. Mm. And I think in ways where we're afraid to try, right? I, I think, you know, making mistakes, the fear of failure, the shame you talked about earlier and um, just fear of what's going to happen, anxiety it makes you so that you're less willing to even do certain things. I know for myself, you know, dealing with a lot of anxiety, it restricts you in a lot of way because you're even afraid to try. Mm. I think a lot of times if we try and then we even, even if it doesn't succeed the way that we would want, you see that, oh, it's not that bad or, oh, I think I could actually do it next time or I could actually reach this or whatever it might be that we're trying to have our hope in when we have so much fear, anxiety, and we're restricted, our, our motivations make us almost become lazy or complacent where it's like, okay, now we don't even have a willingness to take a step. We don't even have a willingness to think about going there. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, you know, in some ways, you know, I, at times I was like a prisoner in my own mind, mm-hmm. right? Whatever I, whatever I thought, that's, that was it. There was mm-hmm. no beyond that because I was so afraid or anxious that it was like no everything beyond that seems unrealistic or i can't do that and so you know you become i I mean i just paralyzed yeah i become paralyzed and like a recluse and like afraid of everything because you 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 feel like the what-ifs are bigger than the things that you can know because your mind is so Mm -hmm. um fixated on the wrong things yeah and so as we recognize the different ways that the enemy can try to attack our hope, how do we flip the script? How do we continue to have hope in those times? What do you guys think? Well, I think I think one thing, I just want to tie in real quick to what Brett just said about fear, because I gave a message a couple of years ago on fear, and, and one nugget I pulled out from that, which I still use with my kids, is 80% of the things we are afraid of or we have fear towards never happen. Mm. Like 16, 17% of the things that we're afraid of actually do happen, but they're not as bad as we thought they were going to be. And only like, it's either two or 3% of the things we fear actually happen and to the level that we think they're actually going to happen. Mm. But our mind, our mind, like you said, it, it, it keeps us captive. So I think that's a huge way the enemy keeps us bound. So, um, I wanted to share that because I think that's one way we overcome. Like mm-hmm. it, it being able to see realistically, are the, are those fears really valid? Are they really, should I be entertaining them on the level that I am? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have to have healthy fears. We have to, you know, there's, we have to have caution with certain things and fear. It's, it's not like we should be shameful that we have it, but are we entertaining it? And are we actually like holding on to that in ways that actually then keep hope from, you know, being uh, available to us? I think some of it too is um, the thing that I think keep thinking of is the opposite of isolation, and it's just reaching out to other people, people you care and trust, and be, and maybe holding you accountable. Sort of flip the script of, hey, I'm hoping for these things. Can you hold me accountable to? Th- and am I doing actions to either move towards that 
or these are the things I'm fearful of. Mm -hmm. Can you mm -hmm. hold me accountable to things that I'm afraid of? Mm. And am I moving towards the goal? Or can you help me create a goal for these things that I'm hoping for? Mm -hmm. And so it's like sharing these with other people instead of just keeping it to yourself can be so helpful. But it's hard. It's really hard to be vulnerable. It's hard yeah, to be like, sure. ah, this is what's going through my mind. These are what I'm, this is what I'm afraid of. This is what I want. How are we going to get there? It's really, it's really, really, really hard to do that. Mm -hmm. But to be able to open up and be able to bond with someone and for them to be, because they're so different, we're all so different. Mm -hmm. You know, how can, how can they spur you on in that way too? I think I agree with, with all of that. And I think one way, and, and it, it kind of sounds, I mean, it's way, sounds easier said than done, but for me in my experience and, and dealing with hope and dealing with, you know, being hopeless is this idea of like letting go I think a lot of hope and um, desires and things of that nature easily become um, a lot of our self, like self-will. Um, how much can we do to get there? Mm -hmm. This is something that I want. Mm -hmm. And I think when we place it, our eyes more on, well, what does God want? Does this align with his will? It's almost like you want to put the pressure on God, so to say, mm -hmm. and not just do it all for your on your own strength. Mm -hmm. And... In, in, in being able to do that, you let go of certain things that are not in your control. And I think when that happens, it's not so much based on you doing whatever, but it's recognizing how God is working or what he's doing. And because I think sometimes, like for me, my hope has had to change because I may want one thing, and if I'm being sensitive to what God's doing, it's like, oh, what actually, I think this is the way that God's leading. And so then it changes to that. And then I'm not left disappointed or I feel like it's it's possible. And being a realist as us believers, if we want to be real, well, we know that God, his word is true. And so we can trust in him who's bigger than these other things, right? As much as a realist may say like, well, that's not possible, that the odds aren't in my favor, for me as a believer and, and trying to be a realist, well, I, I think that God's real. And so the things that he says and the ways that he's going to work are real. And so I'm going to put my hope and trust in those things and let go of the way that I may see it or I can plan it out or I can, you know, deem this to be good or, or bad and, and, and try to, um, yeah, release those things to the Lord and instead hold on to the things that he has and, it's been a long journey for me to learn that and I'm still learning it, but I think that's been the biggest thing to combat a lot of those things that the enemy has because sometimes there there is no physical way to fight those things that the enemy has. You can't just put a medication on. You can't just take something. You can't just punch it, right? It's like in your mind or <laughs> in your spirit. I guess you punch your own head, but um, you have to really let the Lord work in it too. And, and be willing to say, okay, it's kind of scary letting go because I feel like things might go not the way I want. But like you said earlier, if you trust that God's going to work everything for your good, well, I, I, I'd rather put my hope in that than I, I've seen myself trusting myself too much and seen that fail. So um, I, I'd rather place it in a God who I know has already had victory. Yeah, to piggyback off of some of the things that you guys have been saying, you know, this is really why we started the Catalyst Stories podcast and some of the videos that we've done because, mm. you know, we want 
in times where people are struggling with hope, we want people to have something tangible to be able to fall back on, whether mm-hmm. it's hearing how God has worked in other people's lives, kind of like Brandon was saying, the enemy will try to isolate us and get us to feel like we're we're the only one that's ever gone through this situation. But, you know, through our Catalyst Stories podcast, I've heard so many stories and my faith and my hope have been so encouraged by hearing how God has worked in other people's lives. And then in that, we're also taking the focus off of what's going on in my life and what is happening right now and recognizing, wow, God has taken this person through this, something very similar. He can do that for me. I have more hope than I did before. Mm. And so if that's something that any of our listeners are struggling with, check out our Catalyst Stories podcast. There's a wide range of stories on there of just different things that God has done from helping people's marriages to healing to um, you know emotional things to just his overall hand in their lives. So if there's something that you're struggling with and hope is one of them, take a listen because we have some amazing stories of God's hand at work in different people's lives. Yeah, when you when you shared earlier, Damon, about God works all things together for the good of those who love him, um, I also thought of Romans 5, uh, 3 to 5, it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And it's just, it's interesting, because I think we need to be purposeful on um, getting to the hope part, but hope it comes through other. It comes through developing endurance, and it comes through our our character being strengthened. Um, but then it's also ultimately it's the hope in our salvation. So that that mm. never changes, no matter what our circumstances are. That's what our ultimate hope needs to be in. But I think we can at at the minimum we need that. But I think that hope can be expanded, and there's so much other things that God. There's so many other blessings and so many other promises and truths in the Bible, but sometimes those are hard in, in the seasons we're in, but mm-hmm. no matter what, that, that hope of salvation is always out in front of us that, Hey, this, this world isn't all that there is and there's more to it. And there's going to be a time when there's no more suffering. There's no more pain. There's no more disappointment, discouragement. And that's really what the ultimate hope is. And I think we have to be reminded of that. And I think like what Brandon said, we have to remind each other of that because mm-hmm. You know, we've all been in those those places, and it's hard to pull it out of yourself. But we've seen, you know, I've seen where people have spoken into me in those tough times, and it's like, oh, I needed that because I couldn't do it for myself. Mm-hmm. But we need to do that and see our brothers and sisters, our family members, or, and we need to be the ones to, hey, come on, let's go. I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna pull you up out of this pit because it's not good for you, and let's 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 walk together. Mm. <laughs> we're all pointing at each other like do you have something else that you want to say so i you know really i feel like one of the things that we wanted to as we're closing up just talk about the relationship between faith and hope because i think throughout the bible we hear things like you know now there's faith hope and love you know there's a lot of intermingling between faith and hope so when you guys think of the two how do you think that they're related how do you feel like they're really going to help our listeners to, to flourish in these seasons that, you know, could be very difficult. What do you think? I think initially because of my 
love hate relationship with hope. <laughs> um, <laughs> faith was something more, I feel like something that I could hold on to better mm-hmm. and I could rest in better. But as we had discussions and, and taking a look at it and how intertwined they are, it's understanding that essentially you need both. And I think for me, that's something that I actually am probably going to have to wrestle with more or just um, seek it out more in in understanding that they're intertwined. Um, But I used to think that hope was not as quote unquote strong as faith. And so I would just lean into faith because it was like, I guess having a bigger aspect of trust in my mind where hope felt more of just like a, a wish in the wind where it was just like, okay, I'm just throwing it out there where faith was like, no, this is something that I'm like kind of putting my foot down on. But seeing that the relationship between the two is probably more intertwined than I originally thought. It's something that I'm going to have to uh, take a look at. Yeah. Hebrews 11 actually kind of talks about that a little bit. It says, uh, this is 11 verse 1. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Right? And so it talks about these the intermingling between the two and how faith is actually the assurance of the things hoped for are actually going to happen. Mm. Right? And so there is a working together between the two. Yeah, because like if somebody told me, hey, Brett, I hope you do good in your game today. I'm like, all right, they don't really believe in me that much. They just hope that <laughs> when I throw it up, it goes in. But someone's like, I have faith that you're going to do well. You're like, oh, yeah, you know I'm going to do well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, seeing it in a biblical context is a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, faith as a foundation is just such a great visual for me because like when I think of the past and all of the things that God has done for me, like that's just building my faith. That's building this rock hard ground that I'm standing on. And it gives me and it gives me hope that I can do these things for God. And I think when we think of faith and hope, initially I would always think of them as two separate entities. But the more and more we talk about it, they're definitely they have to be hand in hand, and they're not necessarily synonymous. But they're very like they need to be together. How can, can you think of faith without hope? You know. And I think when we walk about our faith with hope, it's like, well, look at all these things that God has done for me, and this is my present and this is my past, but with hope, you look at all these things that God can do for me and God's things I can do for God. And so I think when we, when I think about both of them, they, they have to go together. You can't think of them separately. Yeah, I think for me, the, the tie in is, um, what, what is, what, what would faith, your faith or your hope, what are they placed in? Cause I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. exploring the faith side of it more recently with praying for people to be healed, and trying to understand faith. Um, like in Matthew, I think it's 11, where the the disciples can't cast out that the one demon, and he says, "Oh, you have little faith." Mm. And he's not talking about their the quantity. It's actually the kind of like the quality. Like, what are mm. you putting your faith in? Mm. And so just exploring that more and then now tying it in with hope it's like okay what is what is my hope in because it's mm. like, like what you said Brett is it is my hope in just a wishful thought and just oh yeah that would be nice or is it really is my hope tied in with okay what what is God's will or what is God's desire for whether it's for you in your life or for it's for somebody else or for whatever but it's trying to go beyond just how it ties in with yourself versus mm-hmm. really there's got to be more depth to it so. for sure 
And I think for me, the intermingling between the two is that I, I really feel like God wants us to have a full, robust faith. And so a lot of times when we think of faith, it's, you know, past or present. But I feel like the hope aspect of it is very future oriented, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that, as we've talked about, the enemy wants us to be robbed of our hope because when we are robbed of our hope, it kind of, as we've been talking about, the intermingling between faith and hope, it makes it so that the future part of our faith is robbed as well. And so then we're only getting this faith of the things that have already happened or the things that are happening right now, but not a faith in things that are going to come. And so I feel like we're missing out on having a full, robust faith, and it's just partial faith. And so the enemy will try to attack our hope so that we don't have the fullness of our faith that the Lord wants us to experience. And Mm so really I feel like that's why we want to continue to encourage each other to have hope and have hope in the Lord so that our faith can be encouraged and we can experience a fullness of our faith and not just a partial faith. Mm. You guys have any closing thoughts? Amen. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good to me. (laughs) No, I thought it's it's funny because this episode, even before we started, we didn't know where we were going with it or what was going to happen. There were some weird hiccups, but I felt like, I felt like it was really powerful. Like some of the insights that we talked about and just hearing from you guys, I I thought this is really good. So, Hey, you ever want to talk about negatives? You got your boy (laughs) here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thanks for listening again until next time. May you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.